Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, Ryan and I are coming off of a really fun episode just last week where we came on and talked about the Kings, um, just everything going on in the season. Uh, it's been a uh, interesting ride. And that episode was really fun. We called that the fucking Kangs episode. So if you're looking for that one or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcasts. Um, before I bring in Ryan this week, Ryan, last week, the, it, it was, the sky was falling. We did that episode. The Kings won a three-game skid going into that episode. And, man, Kingsland's crazy right now. So uh, Luke Walton getting canned. Um, a lot of opinions, a lot of feelings, a lot to talk about. So without further ado ryan was good what i do you know i'm drinking the beers tonight i can't do a can crack because tonight i'm drinking bottles so there's this beer i really like uh from north coast brewing company uh called uh the scrimshaw pilsner brewed in fort bragg california uh i really like it they, they sell it at this place uh the only place I really had it was at Market Tavern, the restaurant in Stockton, in the, the in the um, uh, little center over there. Uh, dude, I went to a market something today with my wife. I forget what that place is called. Market something. Anyways, they had it there. They had a bunch of craft beers and shit. So I found it, bought a six pack, really pumped. They're bottles, so I can't do the, the little, you know, so. But anyways, uh, Sky is definitely... Wait, well, what are you? Say, dr- oh, you're drinking tonight. I'm okay. actually drinking tonight. I had to interrupt breaking. Can you can you hear the rattle? I'm um, hear the rattle. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you, what are you drinking? It looks like some whiskey. Yeah, drinking whiskey. Um, I had a while back. I was at I was up in uh, Truckee, and I had uh, saw this uh, Jameson. Uh, had, had this like special edition cold brew, and I was like cold brew whiskey. So I was like, oh, I'll check that thing oh, out. Yeah, and I haven't, yeah, I haven't yeah. cracked it open. So I thought tonight would be a good time to crack it open. It's, it's all right, you know. I mean, I, I like, I like different whiskeys, and um, but the cold brew, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I actually have that. Uh, the Jameson cold brew. I got all of them, dude. I got the IPA cast makes. I got the original, the cold brew. You know, I like my Jameson, but <clears throat> um, yeah, man. So I got these scrimshaws. But uh, anyways, not it. The sky isn't just falling. Okay, it's the motherfucking apocalypse, dude. Like it's, dude. Call it, call it what it is, man. Kings just aren't that fucking talented, right? They done fooled us all again. Yeah. <laughs> so, a- yeah. I mean, dude, you, you canned your coach, right? Um, I, I don't really. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't really agree with it, and I'm sure we're gonna get into that more. But I don't really agree with it. I think it's more of a lack of talent. I just think this team's not very fucking talented. At the end of the day there's just not a lot of talent on the squad, you know, not a lot of guys who can score. There's potential, you know, you got some, you know, young guys with Darren Fox and, you know, Davion Mitchell and, you know, Halliburton starting to piss me off, but we'll get there too. But, you know, nobody can, you know, in crunch time when you're, when you really need a bucket, there is nobody that can go get it for you. And I really think that's an issue. So um, yeah, man, I I don't know where you're going to take us. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Luke Walton. So I'm ready to jump in. Well, I mean, yeah, you kind of hit all the little things there, and I, I like we can start off by saying this, man, because we did come on here and we did put our names on it, saying that we thought the Kings would be a playoff team this year, and so clearly there's expectations from us, um, from the franchise, obviously. Um, yeah. And, and here's here's the thing, I I'm kind of still in the boat for for now. I'm still going to be in the boat, and I don't think that it's the sky's falling all the way um because i do think the kings have 
they do have players, and like we said, they do have depth, and they do have the ability to make moves. Um, I did look at the standings today. I mean, I think they're six and ten, so they're only two games back. To, you know, from from the the eighth seed or whatever the case, right? But it's because I say that because it's just a really really long season, and um, personally, I just think a lot of the Kings' issues had to do with the utilization of players. I think a lot of it had to do with the rotations. Okay. Um, so that's more where I stand, but let's talk about Luke Walton, I guess, uh, as, as, uh, uh, as his like own little topic here. Okay. So here's the thing about, about it is like Luke Walton, he, we, we did, we did an episode towards the end of last year because people in, around the Kings, you know, the fans want to always blame the coach as if that's going to be the solution to everything. And I think it, what we said at the time, right, which was it was only right to give the guy a uh, a fair opportunity. All right. So we both, we, we you agree with me there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think he should have got a fair opportunity. So he didn't, I don't think he got a fair opportunity in didn't. that. His first year, okay, was that year where uh, they had, they signed Deadman and Ariza and Corey Joseph. Was just like a bit. I thought that was just a bad uh, roster. And then throughout the year, they were figuring some shit out. They started to figure things out, honestly, by February, March, and then COVID hit the bubble. We know about that. So anytime you have that, an uncertain first year with a with a shaky roster, where a lot of all the guys you signed got traded at the deadline of that year, and then you hit COVID. Ah, uh, sorry, man, that's not really a fair shake to loophole. Okay, so then we go to year two, which is last year. Um, they fire Vladi. Right, they go into the season. Um, you know they do all that stuff. Short off and, season, by the way. Yeah, shortened off season. All right. Uh, you know the expectation, I guess, is a play-in game, but still, roster deficiencies, no depth at all. In, yeah, in, that, in, that roster was bad to start the season last year yeah. with Corey Joseph. Horrid. No depth. I mean, they had and they had the Stockton Kings basically as their support. 100%. Um, by midseason, they finally made some moves. You know, and then they, you know, whatever. So okay, he got he got through that year, but it was it was not a great roster from the start. It kind of developed into an okay roster by the end of the season. All right, great. So then you go into this offseason, all right, you actually get him some players and stuff, and then here we are, and then they can him. Now here's here's the thing: like, did he get a fair shake? No, you'd say no. no. Um, but but there is a, a lot that that I think that we said we'd give him to like the all-star break, and this is where for me I feel that. He didn't get a fair shake, but someone had to get had to get whacked. You know what I mean? I know we've been talking about the Sopranos all lately because so we, we've just been rewatching that. But mm-hmm. you know, someone had to get whacked. He had to get whacked. And for me, I uh, you know, I would say like I I don't I I think there is a lot to blame Luke Walton this year, just because of the player utilization utilization specifically De'Aaron Fox. You know what I mean? And so for me, I'm I guess coming out of it is like I hope that some of that shit gets corrected but it is it is kind of shitty ryan and that we're only this many games in and now we're an interim coach and it's like can you be that optimistic about where it's going i don't know man so it's kind of a weird place it's more disappointing if anything is just for me i feel disappointed that the kings got to this point so quickly and then now things are looking kind of bleak because really what the fuck has alvin gentry ever done so it's like i'm not looking alvin gentry to be a savior into all Although, he, you know, Luke didn't get a fair shake, whatever, and he he was a lot to blame, I'm sure. We don't know what the direction was from the front office. And, um, you know, I mean, are you going to put that much faith in that an interim coach is coming here and turn everything around? So it's, I don't know, it's just kind of a no. shitty position to be in this early when well, you had such, <clears throat> such optimism, I guess. Well, you know, number one, I think Luke was doing exactly what was asked of him, right? Like, you talk about the deer and fox. I think... You know, and me and you have came on here and already said, I don't think, you know, and you don't think Halliburton should start. Okay. I don't think that, you know, him and Fox mesh well. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm really uh, very skeptical about the the praise that Tyrese Halliburton received, you know, 70 games into his, into his career, right? Like now we're about um, 90 games into his career and, you know, people were praising him to be the savior and people were praising him to be the point guard of the future. And, I don't think he's a good fit next to Deer and Fox, but I think, you know, that's that's not Luke's fault. That's not. I think, you know, 
ownership, Vivek, who we know is very hands-on. And uh, I, I think they were calling for Halliburton to be in the lineup next to Darren Fox. It wasn't a good fit. So I think he was doing what was asked there. Number two, he was asked, you know, by management, we're going to roll with this three-guard lineup. You know, we're going to p- try to play small ball. That shit don't fucking work, dude. It's very obvious. It's, it's very evident in the last, you know, eight games that that shit don't work. Okay. The team gets out rebound every fucking night. You can only do with what's given in front of you, right? You can only do so much. Okay. Luke Walton had a good, you know, eight games of the se- start to season and then the wheels fell off. I do. I really don't think it's his fault. You know, they, they, you know, I think maybe 20% of it is, but at the end of the fucking day, they gave him this lineup. That's not very good. Okay. You have a number two pick. Uh, who's just rotting away on the bench because you don't want to fucking play him, okay? You're, you're getting out rebound every fucking night. You know, it, it's, you have, honestly, your most consistent, I would say your most consistent, for sure, your most consistent shooter, your only shooter, your only deep threat uh, on the roster uh, is not in the starting lineup, okay? So I, I just really think that Luke was doing what was asked of him, and he got canned for doing what was asked of him. You know, the guy didn't get a fair shake. He hasn't. He he did not get an 82-game season, right? He had the COVID season. Then he did 72 games last year with that shitty fucking roster for 40 games. Okay, and then he gets thrown into this year, you know, 18 games into the season. He's gone. It's not fair, man. I, I You know, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago about how bad the Sacramento Kings franchise is. They are the worst. I made a post on Kingsland. They are the worst-ran franchise in American sports. Not even close. Not even close. They are number one at the top of that list of worst brand franchises in American sports. And, uh, you know, for everybody to go and take Sacramento, you know, the King side and, you know, this happened with Jaeger, who is a coach of the year guy, right? They fired, you know, Mike Malone, they fired Luke Walton. Now it's like, what are you putting out there to the rest of the NBA? What kind of coach do you think that you're going to get to come in here and coach this team when you can guys, when they didn't even get a fair shake, not even a, not even one full season. What kind of, what, what kind of, you know, you talk about changing the culture. I always see Carm- Carmichael Dave, you know, putting stuff on and change the culture. I see people in Kingsland change the culture, change. How about you don't fucking fire people, right? How about you let people play it through? How about you give guys a freaking chance? How about you give them a supporting cast? How about you give them legitimate NBA players, right? I guarantee you, if you would have went and traded for Ben Simmons a while ago, we wouldn't be in the situation right now. Right. So stop being scared. Pull the trigger and go get some fucking all stars, man. It pisses me off, dude. It really drives me nuts. And I don't think Luke Walton is, you know, an, uh, the greatest coach. Okay. I think he's probably middle to pack in the NBA. But, you know, now you're just setting this franchise back another year. Okay. Cause we know Alvin Gentry is not going to be the, the, the end all be all of Sacramento Kings. Okay. His track record, track record is the same as Luke Walton's. He was in Golden State. Before that, he was wherever. Then he goes to New Orleans, fucking fails. Right, comes to Sacramento. Same thing for Luke Walton. What what's the difference between Luke Walton and Alvin Gentry? Nothing. Right. You know, and then I even saw you, you talk about the worst ran sports franchise of all time or in America of all time. Go ahead. Cool. I I was seeing tweets today that there was a possibility of Doug Christie being the interim head coach. It, it, dysfunction. Okay. Absolute dysfunction. That is horrible. The guy has coached 17 games. Ever, you know what I mean? And there's talks of that guy being your head coach already. Just total dysfunction. I the, the the franchise has no direction. They have no clue what they're doing. It's absolutely horrible, dude. So for I see everybody, you know, the other night, you know, people people who don't know basketball, fire Luke, fire Luke. You guys are idiots, dude. I'll tell you right now, you're idiots. You have no idea. Okay, put some put somebody out there. Put put a product on the court. Okay, that that can win games. Okay, you're out there throwing Davion Mitchell, okay, who every time I sit there and watch him, he dribbles between his legs and casts up a three. Guy has no offensive game. Yeah, you can call him off night all you want. <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. Kings are still giving up points. Kings are still losing games. Okay, player utilization. Marvin Bagley's on the freaking bench all the time. Okay, you get out rebounded every night. What's Marvin Bagley do? He fucking rebounds. Maybe you should put him in the game a little bit, right? You're trying the small ball crap. It's not working. So it's very, very frustrating for me to come on and, you know, be at the games and all this stuff and hear fire Luke Walton, you see this, you know, and it's like, dude, <laughs> look at the product right now. You, you, you have to be delusional if you think that this is Luke Walton's fault. And I understand, you know, the, the somebody has to take the rap, right? There has to be somebody who sleeps with the fishies, right? Since they're talking about Sopranos, right? Luke Walton's sleeping with the fucking fishies tonight. But at the end of the day, I bet you he's at home right now 
drinking some champagne, hella happy because he's not in Sacramento no more. He's not a part of the worst franchise in American sports, dog. That guy's going to go somewhere next year, go be a bench coach for a few years, and he'll, he'll get his shot again. He's young. So um, at the end of the day, that guy just got to get out of jail free card. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff right there. A lot of That's a really good take, man. I, lo- I like that. It's and, horrible. Um, and, you know, it's kind of where I really wanted to lead it into. And, and this is where it goes. Like I said, you know, someone had to get whacked. Something had to change. I hope something changes, but what's what's really the other change? I guess we'll see. We can speculate what we think. Um, but, you know, I think at some point when a bunch of bullshit happens, fans, media, they need to start pointing in the direction that it needs to be pointing, and it's up. It, they need to point up because the common denominator is the fucking kings, dude. That's the common denominator. It's the fucking kings. And this you is know? what I was talking about a couple weeks ago when people were talking shit about Marvin Bagley, and I'm like, why are you guys siding with the Sacramento Kings out of all this? Like, what, have, what, in what world has Sacramento ever handled anything correctly? Right? This team since 1985 has made the playoffs seven times. I was explaining this to my wife last night. Okay. I'm watching the game in bed. Okay. And I'm sitting there like telling her, oh, they're going to fucking, they're, they're, they're going to get blown out. They're going to lose, you know? And, she, and she's telling me, why are you a fan of this team? And I'm, I, I, you know, it was hard for me to sit there and try to tell her why I was a fan. You know, it really was, but I was explaining to her, do you understand how trash they are? They have made the playoffs seven times and six of those, I believe were six in a row. Right. So like outside of, you know, you take those six seasons out, they've made the playoff once this franchise is horrible. And you need, like you said, you need to start pointing the finger in the correct direction. Stop pointing your finger at these coaches who you've had five coaches since 2014. Right. Start pointing at the freaking ownership. Start pointing. Start pointing at you know you're just cheap asses and you don't want to go pay people, right? Point point your finger in the right direction. Okay. Everybody talks about you know how great guys like Harrison Barnes are. Okay. Sac, what the what the hell has Sacramento done since Harrison Barnes came into came to Sacramento? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. I, I saw something today. Okay. Chicago Bulls last year were in the same category as the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Same category. Right. What did they do? They added DeMar DeRozan. Look where the Bulls are now. They have two guys averaging 25 points a game in the NBA. Okay. Me and you have been talking about it this whole time. When you have De'Aaron Fox, okay, and then your second best player, okay, is Harrison Barnes. That's the issue right there. You have to go get another guy who can freaking score. Right. It's amazing. The Bulls, look at how fast the Bulls turned around. The Bulls have, the Bulls have legitimately, rebuilt their team like five times since Sacramento the playoffs. A lot of teams have. How do they do it? They go and they go pay for guys. They overpay for guys like DeRozan, right, to come in and get buckets. Dude, it's, it's, you're going to tell me Sacramento didn't have a chance to get DeMar DeRozan this year? I think if they were throwing up, you know, that type of player, you know, it's, it's not having the freaking balls to go get dudes, man. No balls, right? Just like they have no balls to go get Ben Simmons. You can't expect people to freaking win games if you don't have the balls to go get the talent. You're a bunch of cheap asses near the worst ran franchise in American sports. Yeah, dude. Fucking fuck the Kings for right now. And that's kind of what I said. I was, I was keeping it cool as we came in. But that's the thing. It's really disappointing because it's like you, you can you can just see right there. But that's a, that's a problem, though, I think, with with the, the Kings have this like weird inferiority complex but at the same time they feel entitled or something i don't really know they don't live in fucking reality you know and it's it's this uh this overvaluing over we talk about over loving everybody it's like in the time that luke walton's been there what players are on the roster that really move the needle i mean everyone loves rashawn holmes but rashawn holmes isn't really moving the needle he's been a starting lineup now for going on Three years. Uh-huh. He's not moving the needle. Um, Harrison Barnes. They've gotten worse. Not isn't. He's not really. I mean, I, you know. That's why not, I brought up Harrison Barnes. Yeah, that's why hitting, I brought him up. It's not hating on these guys, but then then people will fall into this same trap now with Halliburton, right? It's where okay, he he has that okay, okay, like a really solid rookie year, and all of a sudden he needs to be inserted into the starting lineup. And look at his stats, dude. It's they've they're pretty much the same exactly the same he's not moving the needle and so they talk about urgency and wanting to win and they fucking tell us this you know year over year about 
like you said, culture and changing and doing all of that, but like make the moves, make the moves. And, 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 and really I, we've, we've said, or we've gone around and around, you know, of lack of continuity, the Kings fucking roster and roster front office and coaching never are in unison. They're always, they're always overlapping each other for years. It's been, the front office then they hire mm-hmm. the coach and then they put a roster and then they fire the front office and then they keep the coach and then they fire the coach and then they turn over the roster and they never work in unison there's no fucking continuity nothing that's what we were so against tanking you know and all all those yeah. dorks back then i've seen a little bit of stuff pop up again okay. about that you know I, I, continuity it's like so are the kings in a better position now than they've been just because Luke Walton's gone? I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think so. But at, like I said, do I think that the season's over? Do I think the Kings are terrible? No, because I actually think the Kings have some talent on the roster. And I think that they have enough assets to make moves. Now, we've been saying all season about Fox playing off ball, Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell playing way more minutes and being way more involved in the offense than we expected. Although I really like him as much as fucking anybody out there. Okay, but Mo Harkless playing all you know player utilization rotations. Like I think that there's enough here to change internally. I see it to where I think the Kings could get competitive because I think they are competitive. I don't think they're that they're as bad as what people think. <clears throat> okay, but is my optimistic that now we have an interim coach to make this? I don't know. And like I said, do they have the balls? Do they have the balls? Because it's always something else, man. It's always uh we need. It's, it's always fucking something else. Now it's Metu. Now Metu's the fucking savior. Right now, Metu is the savior. Now, Halburn is going to be the savior. Now, Davion Mitchell is the savior. Now, Rashawn Holmes is going to be the savior. You, you know, I, I don't. The, the small ball shit pisses me off. It's always pissed me off. No one wants to say it, but you know what? I'm fucking saying. I'm going to fucking say it right now because this is how I feel. Okay, and we always say we keep authentic. I'm, the, the small ball shit pisses me off. Every other team that's good in the NBA has a big front court. They're willing to. They're willing to play guys. Okay, they they are. Um, I mean, look at, look at what Memphis has done in the past. Look at, you know, look at some of these other teams. They're willing to play a center, play a fucking center. Rashawn Holmes is a power forward, play him a power forward. You know, I've always said zig when everyone else is zagging, dude. And, and when you try to compete and, and play this wing heavy shit, it's, it's like the Kings are trying to play this wing heavy, small ball, sh- three point shooting shit, but they have no real wings on the roster and they have no three point shooters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, they do but- have front court players. They do have they do have a, a a guy who's really really good as a point guard, you know. And it's to me it, it, the thing that's pissed me off the most is that Darren Fox has twenty five points a game and it looks like he's got to take that next step to be an all star. And you literally regress him on the decisions. So I, if anything that comes out of this, I really just hope that fucking Fox they let him spin again. That's all. That's really what I want. But I don't know if they have the balls to. I think they're they're stuck in their own ways. I think that they have this uh, romanticized view of what they want, how they want to win, and they just don't want to go out there and win, man. Because they, they the stuff that they do, you know, I'm gonna, this thing pisses me off about the. We, they play the Jazz, okay? They play the Jazz how many two times this season? They played them three times, I think, already. Okay. Hassan Hassan Whiteside couldn't sniff the court when he's on the Kings, but he's out here getting double digit boards. Yeah against the king so it's it's just how many stories have you seen of that man and and so you know what luke walton whatever i guess i guess it's whatever is whatever it's done but you know what no more i don't think that people have more many more excuses what what are fans gonna who the fans gonna fucking blame this time you know who they're gonna fucking blame because not it, it, once they see it's not the coach. <laughs> well this is why i said dude stupid. and i brought this up earlier yeah, this is this is why I said, okay, when everybody was hating on Marvin Bagley, everybody was talking shit two weeks ago, okay, because he didn't check into the fucking game, okay, you are really going to take the side of a franchise who continuously to shoot, you know, continuously shoots themselves in the fucking lake over and over. They make the same mistakes, okay? It, it, it is absolutely amazing to me. I don't understand it. I really think that you have to try to be this bad for this long. You couldn't stumble into a, a one winning season. Like, you know what I mean? It's amazing to me. 
it is absolutely amazing. But it, it all comes back to you have to be willing to go and make a move for a legitimate star. Okay. You have to be able to say, you know what? Harrison Barnes, he's a good player, but we need to make an upgrade and we're going to take that chance on a guy like Ben Simmons, right? There is no, you know, if, if I'm Sacramento and you're off to this shitty ass start, there is, if you're Monty McNair, why are you not going and talking to Philadelphia? How do I get Ben Simmons? How? Right, I'd give up Halliburton. I'd give up Barnes. I'd give up the pick right now for Ben Simmons because you want to know why? Nothing else has worked. Nothing. Working through the draft didn't work. The years that you tried to freaking tank didn't work because you lost in the lottery. Okay, you try to sign guys and free veterans and free agency didn't work. Okay, you tried to you know you you tried like this year you know bring back Holmes you know bring back Barnes get the continuity doesn't work. You have to have stars in the NBA to win games. Okay. Ben Simmons is a flat out superstar. I don't care about a six game, seven game stretch he had in the playoffs. Okay. The guy is 24, 25 years old. In my opinion, he is the best all around defender in the NBA. Okay. At the end of the day, that guy averages 17 points a game. Okay. And he rebounds. He, 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 he can play a point guard. He can freaking pass the ball he can play defense he can score when needed to inside okay go make a move have the freaking balls vivek okay have the balls so i'm not pointing the finger no more at monty mcnair i'm not pointing the, the finger no more at the players or the coaches everything that i'm doing for now on is pointing right at vivek have the freaking balls dude go make a move and go get somebody stop being a shitty freaking owner okay Stop, stop, stop just not willing. If you don't want to spend money, why are you an NBA owner, right? If you're not willing to try to do everything you possibly can to win, then why are you an NBA owner? Go do something else, man. Hey, dude, right. Kingsland, Kingsland, I'm, I'm just trying to feel the temperature, man. Kingsland's going to fucking hate us on this one. I don't even give a shit. Everybody out there, I guess we're going on and I'm starting to drink. I'm starting to get a little irritated, I guess. <laughs> because, well, everybody because, wants to fire Walton, in, but they're yeah. pointing the finger in the wrong direction. Point it. You know, you people need to realize we're just, you know, there's not, you know, there's not that much talent, right? We have guys who are okay, solid. Harrison Barnes, solid NBA player. Very solid NBA player, right? Tristan Thompson, Rashawn Holmes, solid NBA players. Buddy Heald, solid NBA player. Halliburton, solid NBA player, but you don't have anybody on the roster who, in my opinion, moves the needle besides De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox moves the needle a little bit, but outside of that, you do not have anybody who moves the needle. So what do you do? You go get somebody who moves the needle, and it just so happens there's a 25-year-old in Philadelphia who moves the needle, right? I'm not saying getting Ben Simmons solves all your issues, but it puts you in the right direction. And like, again, like I just said, okay, you've tried everything else. Why not give this a shot? Why? What the hell do you have to lose? You have the longest playoff drought in American sports right now. Okay. You can't sell tickets to the games. I'm there almost every night. I got season tickets. Nobody's fucking there. Nobody's there. You can't sell tickets. You suck. You fire your coach. Okay. Make you, you, you got to make a movement. It's so frustrating. We can go around in circles and circles about this, but at the end of the day, you have to have the cojones. Well, okay. So say, you know, right now in the short term, like I, I, I think that pro okay. The likelihood of something happening in the short term, not likely. I've been saying, okay. I've, I've been kind of theorizing, not that it's, I mean, it's just kind of obvious, I think, but I think that teams wait until that December 15th deadline to, yes, they do. Uh, they to, do. to get to get active because yes. the December 15th deadline frees up a lot of players who sign contracts and making their making it to where there's more guys available and really kind of making the market a little more fertile, if you will. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think that sure. I think that, you know, getting that point is where really where we'll see, th see things more. See, I'm. I'm, I'm Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we did. We've done episodes on it. Yes. Okay. I do think the Kings should should get a an all star player. Okay. All that stuff. I agree. Okay. But in in the in the short term, and honestly, with what they have here, what what are the changes? You know, it's to me they the press conference set. It seemed like it was a like oh a lot of people oh is this a wake up call? Is this a wake up wake up call? 
uh, you know, wake up. Okay, the team needs to be woken up. So are you just fired your coach to have a wake-up call? Like, do you think it's – I don't think it's a lack of effort thing necessarily. I think that there's a lot of lack of meshing on the court. So that's why, for me, I, I want to see some changes when it comes to the lineup and the rotation. That's really what I want to see. Um, I, 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 and I think the Kings have the ability to do that. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm like, it's, it's a, it's a shitty day in Kingsland because the Kings took a step backwards. And you know what, if you're out there and you're like anybody better than Luke, yeah, okay, cool, dude. Good for, good for you. Everybody's uh, blame the fucking coach for everything. Good for you. You know what I mean? You've, we've been telling you, I, I think that really it's, it's not a cool day. It's not a good day when, when this happens, okay, it's in NBA history when teams fire their coaches, uh, it rarely ever really works out for the rest of the season when the interim coach takes over. That's just how the that's how it works, okay. So, if you think this is a positive thing, it's just not. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's just it, it's just overall bullshit that that they they like you said the lack of a plan. You know, and the la- and the lack of a plan is hilarious. It's, it. it's like it's like what did you See, expect? But, you what know, you s- it, as time goes on, okay, as the years have passed by, okay, GMs have gone, come and gone, head coaches have come and gone, right? You're, you're talking about common denominator. The common denominator is Vivek, right? Like Monty McNair, he you know he thrived in his previous positions, okay. You know, L- Luke Walton. You know, he was with the Lakers team that was young and, you know, but he came from a stable franchise in Golden State. Okay, I'm sure he's doing a lot of what Golden State was doing, you know, culture-wise and all that. Um, you know, the one common denominator is Vivek, you know, and I, I you know, I, I put Vivek in that same category as I do, you know, James Dolan, right? James Dolan is notoriously known as probably the worst franchise owner in, in American sports. He owns the Knicks and I believe he owns the Mets as well. Okay. But, um, you know, that guy, you know, there's always been rumors about that guy letting his son make decisions in the front office. And it's like, dude, you know, be hands off, you know, you want, like I said, you want to own the, you want to own an NBA team. All you need to do is take, take out the checkbook and let these guys do their jobs. Okay. Now, you know, I'm obviously not sitting there. So, you know, if, if he is doing that and he's, you know, and McNair is not doing what, you know, he needs to do to win, then that's on him. But, you know, I, I'm not going to give Vivek the benefit of the doubt. I'm not giving the Sacramento Kings the benefit of the doubt because, you know, they've been in a playoff drought for 15 years. McNair has been here 18 months, right? Luke Walton was here 24 months, you know, so, um, <laughs> I, I was like Bill Simmons, some national, I'm just pulling up some stuff. Bill Simmons, you know, last four years, I don't agree with everything. I'm going to preface this thing. I don't agree with everything he says in this, in this tweet. And there's some inaccuracies. So he says sack, but, but for what it's worth, right. Sack took Bagley over Luca, spent lottery picks on three point guards, froze trading Barnes when he had a legit trade value, which we don't really know what that value was. He is a, he is a Celtics fan, Bill Simmons. So, you know, uh, spent actual money on Tristan Thompson. They didn't, they didn't sign Tristan Thompson, but anyway, he's like listing the things. But at the end, he says, uh, "But hey, let's change coaches again." An ongoing uh, ownership catastrophe. So you know the it's national ownership. media outside perspective. I mean, like I said, I don't agree with everything he's saying there, but that's the perception is like why why the coach it, it, the NBA is like of I would say when you rank pro sports, I would say like Major League Baseball probably co- the manager means the the least <laughs> right um and then i would say the nba is right next right below when it comes to least impactful you know it, it, then you get into football i mean i mean like a lot of the talent a lot of how many how many coaches you know it's funny it's a funny game to play when you look at coaches who have won nba championships um there's a lot they've all been fired you know, look at what's his name, Vogel, down there for the Lakers. I mean, he Play got Vogel. he got fucking canned. I mean, we Indiana, can go for yeah. we can go for days on on and play that game. I mean, look at Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle Rick Carlisle, back in Indiana for a second stint. Yeah, I mean that guy's an awesome coach, and look what happened to him. And so, really, these guys these guys change all the time. It's not. I don't think I think it's overblown how impactful they are. Uh, and 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 really, 
if you take an outside view away from the Kings and you look at basketball and you look at NBA basketball, good teams have good players and good players on good teams win. That's kind of what it is. It's not that fucking hard. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. Uh, I, I'll say this, Ryan, to get a little more analytical into the situation because we have kind of gone our, back and forth about it, okay? Monty McNair comes into this, this situation with the Kings where – they, you know, he, he, he has to kind of tread lightly when he does come in. Okay. Um, we were against the tanking for sure. We were, but he couldn't really go backwards. Okay. So when you do, it is a difficult task to come in as a general manager with a team in the Kings like tier that they're in and you basically have to build that team up, but you can't go backwards. Okay. But so that's that's a difficult place to be in. He, and then you have a coach there who didn't get a fair shake and you can't just fire just to fire. Right. So but they did fire just to fire. Well, they did. They, <laughs> did, they did. I. Well, here's why I bring this up. Right. It's like he took the first opportunity that he could to make that move because it, it's like, OK, now he now maybe he's more inclined to make more moves because of it. Maybe he was timid. Maybe he was treading really lightly i think he i think he was i think if you look at monty mcnair as a general manager since he's been in the kings here's been his moves cap <laughs> it's all it's been about cap when he comes in he lets bugdonovich get the fuck out of here because of the cap good move right he signed a lot of guys to one-year deals last year traded the guys that needed to be traded brought back guys on expiring deals kept the guys on low value he signed Rashawn Holmes only because he got him on a good cap friendly deal. So he's been about yeah. cap and positioning his team to be have maneuverability. And that's something we've been pointing out on the under the surface for the last couple of years, because we really like that aspect of the team. That's why when I talk about the Kings, I'm not like I'm not like uh, in this position where I think the Kings are totally fucked because teams that are totally fucked are teams that have don't have talent and have bad cap situations. Those are teams that are fucked. Teams that aren't fucked, they have Tyrese Halliburton coming rookie deal. Okay, you have Harrison Barnes, the de-escalating contract, 29, 29? He's only 29? Yeah, 29, yeah, something like that. Locked in for multiple years. Buddy Heald, same age, de-escalating contract, locked in for a couple of years. Okay, so it's like no bad contracts. The guys who need to be signed are signed. The, the guys who are tradable assets are tradable assets. All right, they have their draft picks, and they've clearly drafted well in the last two years. So he came in and he did do that. He did do that, and that's why I still give faith in Monty McNair. And they, at some point, he would, if the Kings didn't go to the next level, he was going to have to make this move. Okay, so well, he made the move that's, now. That's fine. That's all fine and dandy. Everything you just said, yes, I agree with. You want cap flexibility. You have the right guys in contracts and and all that. But at some point. You have to make the move to get guys. Okay. Well, that's that's what I'm saying now. In that, in that, maybe now he's more inclined to take a direction that he wanted to take. You know, it because these guys, they are they're always coaching to or to coaching, but like, not sorry, the GM. They're always making moves. All right, to kind of cover their ass. It's kind of a cover your ass kind of league, right? That's why big trades don't go down all the time because if you do make a big trade and it backfires on you, that's how you get fucking whacked, right? So, uh, you know, had he made that big move in the offseason, it didn't really work out. Ben Simmons went AWOL or something. You know, I'm just theorizing here. Like, they're kind of timid. It's like, oh, I don't want to pull that trigger, right? You got you to break the seal. You got to kind of break yeah. the fucking seal a little bit. So I, maybe, maybe that's what this is. Maybe they're going to break the seal. Maybe Luke Walton was that. My whole thing about Sacramento, though, is what are you being timid for? You can't get worse than you are, right? I just laid it out for you, though. Yeah. I, laid, but it, when you, I know. When you come in, it's fine. When, when you come in and they and you're, you can't go backwards, I right? So, so, so you can't be too aggressive. And you can't be too aggressive because you you want to give yourself cap flexibility while you evaluate the roster and shit. So like the, he he could only be so aggressive to a point. He really That's, could. It's all fine. It's all great. I agree with you. Okay, I agree with you. But you have to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is what year three, uh, year two, year two with Monty, right? At some point, okay. At some point, you got to make moves that go get us guys. Okay. Now, if he goes and makes a move for Ben Simmons, great. I'm, I'm happy, you know, but you're talking about, 
you know, being timid and nah, right? When you're Sacramento, there's really not there's there's not a backwards for them. There isn't. Okay. There's either let's make the playoffs and put a competitive roster out there or don't. If we don't, we're in the same position we've been in for the last 15 years as the worst ran franchise in American sports. You gotta fucking be bold. You gotta have the balls to make some plays. I so, get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, man. And here in this is what I'm saying. I think I, I think you gotta hear me on this. Like I understand I what get, you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's just that I don't think because people really legitimately last year wanted the Kings to fucking blow it up, like hard blow it up. Okay. That was never an option. That was never going to be a thing. Okay. So that option was off the table being uber aggressive in the, in the market and locking up, locking up guys who bad contracts with a team like this is not a great not, idea. Yes, okay. I so agree. he, did, he didn't do that. And then when you draft Halbert and you kind of have some players there and then they look, it looks promising throughout the season like what what can he i i just think that they're they he, there's one option left there's yeah, one I, option left go, go get I'm, guys that's what i'm trying to say now that's what i'm trying to say now. so to this point that's what i'm saying to this point i get where he's i think i get where he's coming from and the moves that he's made yeah i do too they, because it's like oh we did this we, we you know when we do aggressive it's kind of working let's kind of see and then you know the first the first literally the first opportunity that he got to fire him he fucking fired him so what i'm saying is is that maybe that that right there breaks the seal to things he really maybe him being a little bit more aggressive because now he has that built-in justification that that built-in fucking oh well we had to fire the coach we had to do something so now if he goes out there and trades a Howell burton or trades a harrison barnes okay it lands a little bit better is what i'm saying because had he had he put that thing first you know, GMs don't do shit like that, man. They're just, they, they do GM that way. Well, when you're in Sacramento and again, you're the, when you're again, when you're the worst ran franchise in American sports, maybe you should do it that way. Right. Maybe, maybe you need to make a move to do something. Okay. It, it's, it's just, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just bad, dude. It's very deflating. It's very yeah. deflating. Cause it's yeah. like, it's, you know, sitting here outside perspective and following the Kings very closely for years. Okay. It, in my eyes, I look at other franchises and I'm like, okay, they've rebuilt three times. Yep. They've, they've rebuilt three times. They've, they've rebuilt three times. They've rebuilt three times. Everybody in the NBA has rebuilt three times outside of the San Antonio Spurs who are in rebuild mode right now. Right. But everybody in the NBA has built, has rebuilt three times since Sacramento last made the playoffs. Why can't Sacramento do it? Okay. And the only thing that comes to my mind is they haven't, you know, they've exhausted all options except for one. Have the balls to go get guys. That is it. That is the only option left. You've, like I said earlier, you've tried the draft, you've tried to sign free agents, you know, you've tried to sign veterans. Okay. Have the balls to say, you know what? We can't get in any worse situation than we are right now. We haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. Let's go get a guy. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's just go do it. Just go do it at this point. What, what's it? You know, what's it gonna hurt? Yeah. Okay. So you fire. So you. So you fire another coach in a year. Who cares? You've done it. You've done it eight times in the last fifteen years. Who cares? I I think that uh, the, the 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 fan shit is the one that always gets me, but doesn't surprise me. But it it always do, it always does get me just because the um I, I don't know, man. I don't. I sometimes I wonder. No, I don't wonder. Actually, I don't. I I don't wonder for crazy. I know we're not crazy, um, but it's. I wonder why more people are don't 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 think. I I don't know. It sounds kind of. But think the way we do on this. It, it's like I'm in the twilight zone. I'm in the, I'm in the fucking twilight zone. That 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 the that people are like, yeah, we fired our coach. Yeah, like what the fuck? Is, yeah, what? that's not a good thing. That's not a and good then, thing ever. And, then, and it's like. Oh, we got a trade to Aaron Fox. Yeah. Like there's actually people out there saying that and like, yeah, this number two pick, we got to fucking trade him. Yeah. It's that, that, that's the stuff that's like, we're living in the fucking twilight zone that we're the only ones saying this is stupid. They fucked that up. They fucked that up. They fucked that up. There's this, this is crazy. Why are we the only ones saying this, man? Cause when you're so bad for so long, right? People just, you know, when you're so bad for so long, everyone's just, it's the optimism, man. It's the optimism of a new coach, of a 
Hey, bring this new guy in. Maybe he can help us. Right. You've just been, you've been so negative and so bad for so long. They're just hoping for the best. And, you know, I can see that point of view. I can, I understand it. Right. Like I understand where they're coming from, but at the end of the day, you're wrong, <laughs> you know, but, um, Dude, yeah, it, the, hey, we, ex, you've exhausted all options again. Do the one thing you haven't done yet. Do the Kings? The, I don't know. If, I, I think so. We, you know, we've been talking a lot of betting on the show, and we've been doing a lot of betting just because it's football season and stuff. And but man, I might take the Kings opponents in the money line every day for the next two weeks, dude. This is this is crazy. I mean, Philadelphia, Portland, L.A., Memphis, L.A., L.A. Clippers, L.A. Clippers. I mean, shit, they might not win a game for a while if they don't turn things around. I mean, they might sneak a might sneak one against the Clippers. All the Clippers are playing a lot better than I thought they would this season. They, they, you know, hopefully they show up against Memphis. I think um, I think they're gonna beat Philadelphia on, on Wednesday. Or tomorrow. Sorry. Tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that would be you know, <laughs> okay, dude. If they come out there and they beat Philadelphia, you know how reactionary people are. Well, they match up. They'll match up well, and Embiid's not playing. Well, in one game though, it would be like, see, the Kings made the right decision. See, the Kings did. Look at, look at, look at, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You know, oh my goodness. Blah 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 blah. You know, everybody for everybody out there, if you want betting advice, take the over on Andre Drummond's rebounds. Haven't even seen the line yet, but take the over. Yeah. Ooh, like, ooh, yeah. Even if it's like fifteen and a half, I'm taking the over on it. Take the over. He'll dog him. Um, man, the uh. Was what I was I was gonna say? Go ahead. No, I was I was telling you. Let's go. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The, the do you, I, one question I wanted to ask you was that: Do you think? What do you think they're gonna do different? You think they're gonna do anything different with the lineup? Is there anything different? No. I that that's what's that's what's annoying is nothing's <laughs> changing. That's what's like, okay. stupid about the whole you, situation. You think Metu is still going to start tomorrow? You think Halliburton's still going to start tomorrow? Halliburton's starting. Who cares if Metu or Harkless starts? Neither of them move the needle. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? What you know? Harkless, Harkless is undersized and doesn't help us in the rebounding department, right? And Metu shoots too many threes. Like, who cares, dude? <laughs> Are we gonna be? Are we gonna be super? I mean, are we? I think we have to take. Well, for me, I have to take this position of being cynical at this point now, and, and moving until they show us something different, right? It's yeah, dude. It, it, I, I, you know, I'm just gonna keep it real, man. It's you know, there's a deficiency. There is a huge deficiency at the power forward position, and you have a solution. You have a guy. Okay, it's not like Sacramento's an elite defensive team anyway, but you have a guy who rebounds and scores at the power forward position, who you refuse to play. Now, I'm not saying starting Marvin Bagley is going to change it, you know, is going to change it and make us a playoff team. But I'm telling you right now, he's a better fucking choice than Metu or Mo Harkless. I'm just going to come out and say, and everyone's going to sit there and, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I will. I don't care. Okay. I don't care if he, if he plays zero defense at all and, and they're playing four on five, who cares? Okay. They don't guard anybody anyway. They haven't guarded anybody in years. Okay. But the guy will come out and give you 15 and 10 every night. I'll take, I'll take our chances, right? I, I'll take our chances with playing with an undersized Mo Harkless or a, or a guy on Metu whose offensive games putrid. Okay. Who shoots too many threes. I saw some the other night that people are getting hella pumped because Metu freaking dunked hella hard, like after a foul. Oh my God! Look at the athleticism. He should join the dunk contest. Who gives a shit, dude? Hey, go down to your lo- <laughs> hey, go down go down to your local Cal Fitness, bro. I guarantee you, there's about four or five guys in there who are doing the same dunk. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's fucking Kings fans though. Just nobody cares. Hell hyped on that bullshit, you know, on that on that dumbass shit, dude. Yeah, oh, stupid, God, so. dude. And you know what's crazy is 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 Backley's younger than Metu by like two years, dude. Metu's twenty four. It's like, hey, dude, you have a guy right here. Okay, who you took number two overall that you're giving up on? Okay, just fucking play him. What do you got to lose, man? How, what do you have crazy, to lose? How crazy if they went out there and they just threw they threw Bagley and just said, "Fuck it, yeah, just do it, just do it." What do you What do you have to lose, dude? It's uh, yeah, you're gonna that's, stick that, but, with that, hey, that, but, but that's what you're talking about there. That's that's kind of what you were saying. No balls. Have the balls. No, no, no willingness to go out there. They just. Oh, we're gonna play it safe because this guy's been working really hard and da 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 da. You've lost, and put, you've lost seven of eight. This, 
putting all this faith in players who don't literally don't move the needle just because they you like the idea of having two forwards out there, but they don't move the fucking needle. You know, having your 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 second year point guard basically play two guard uh, just be just because you want to see. Fox and Halberton together, even though he doesn't move the needle, and even though Buddy Hill's like maybe the best. Is, okay, my guess he has as he's as good as a shooter as you can kind of get right now in the NBA. That's a better way to put it. Okay, volume. He's the he's the in my opinion, you know, because you know Steph's done his own thing. Okay, Steph does his own thing, but statistically, I, I'm pretty sure Buddy Hill's the best of volume three point shooter in the yeah. NBA. When you have a guy like that, no, no, and then, and then you have Fox who's who's he literally is like playing at 75%. And I would say that 95% of that is just because what they're doing to them, holding him back schematically. <laughs> so That's let's good. go out there and let's go out there and, and move the fucking needle. So yeah, one, one last, one last thing. Okay. Cause I just want to, cause I, the Marvin Bagley thing, I know people are going to kill me on this. Okay. Right. It's, you know, you, you have to pick your poison, right? Like, it's not like, you know, if the Kings were an elite defensive team, okay, I'd be like, all right, cool, keep Metu or Harkless out there, right? You know, but, or if the Kings were offensively, were just at the number one offensive team with Markless or Harkless or, or Metu out there, I'd be like, okay, cool. But they're neither, okay? They're, they're not, right? So let's do something that we suck at, okay? We're a horrible rebounding team. That's fixable. Right, that is a fixable thing. You want to know why? Because you got Marvin Bagley. So just put Bagley out there and become a decent rebounding team. I don't understand it. I don't understand it, dude. I don't. And people say he's horrible defensively. He who gives a crap, dude? We've lost seven of eight. Okay, put some talent out there. Let the guy grab rebounds and score buckets, dude. Who cares? Oh, well, we'll see how it fucking goes. So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact with people on the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. Um, hit us up on there and let's chat. If you want to support Kingscast, best way to do so is to slide down on Apple Podcasts after the show. Leave us a five-star review to help us uh, get more uh, Kings fans just like you. So, I'm looking forward to this week uh, and hopefully uh, seeing the Kings play a little bit better. So um, with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.